0: Welcome to Women Audaciously, where we have bold, daring, and fearless conversations about all things women. I am Jacqueline. And I am Liz. And we are women audaciously. So welcome back to episode three of our podcast. Um, We're just going to jump right into it. On our second episode, we began to delve into our our grief experience, and we know that grief is attached to so many areas of our life, um, especially as women. And we want to really just let that breathe. So we're gonna we're gonna continue it. On um, this episode, we left off um, with you, Liz, sharing um, some of losses and and identifying spaces where you had held so much in and we were just beginning to i feel like we were just scraping the tip of the iceberg as it pertains to grief but um uh, yeah i'm looking forward to talking about all the different things especially you were talking about friendship i think we ended off um in this season where yeah. people are being removed
1: yeah, it's um, it's one thing to be highly emotional and be a people pleaser and a people person. But it's another thing to be a person who genuinely loves deep. Yeah. And to lose people along your life. You know, uh, I will never forget, like, I used to meet people for the first time and be like, yeah, they're my friends, you know? And, and people will always be like, those are not your friends. They're acquaintances. You just met them. But in my heart, I I held space and I loved them the same. Like I, there was no, you know, right or wrong. And for a long time, I got corrected and reprimanded about that part of my life, you know? Um, but then I realized that my deep need and intentionality behind connection was a God-given gift. Mm, It is. It wasn't a facade. It wasn't fake. I wasn't, I wasn't being friendly to be fake. I was being friendly because I genuinely cared. And I will say that some of the most beautiful relationships in my life, um, were made through a simple, Like post on social media, you know, and we've had even that conversation about social media and how it can deeply connect you to the right people if it's in alignment with God's will and God's purpose. But in this space where we're talking about grieving our relationships and our friendships, I think for me, one of the hardest things of letting people go was like, will they ever come back again? You know, um, because like I said, being somebody who loses people all of the time or was used to that being the norm, like I couldn't fathom the thought of losing another friend or losing another, you know, family member anymore. But through this healing journey, I really learned that, I just have to learn to define the seasons that I'm in with people Mm -hmm. and be okay with what season it is. Yeah.
0: And I'm so glad you you mentioned that because. There's a healed perspective and there is a broken perspective. And I think when we're in our brokenness, And we're grasping like, you know, in our childhoods, depending on how traumatic they were or what we experienced, everyone forms an attachment style. And so if by chance you were, you know, with some abandonment issues or anything like that, you begin to hold on to people, places and things and even ideas sometimes longer than you should. Just simply because you don't want to experience that feeling of abandonment again. And so it's not even really about the person or the friendship or the thing or the place or the idea. It's about I can't my heart can't stand to experience loss, abandonment again, let alone being the person to abandon. And so what happens is, is that. If we're in a relationship dynamic or a friendship or uh, in a job or a career that we're not called to or that season is over, we hold on too long and we don't move when God says move or we start things that we should have never started for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And it is like we're breaking our own heart sometimes because we're not forming relationships. We're not um, engaging in relationships appropriately and saying, okay, this might be for a reason, a season or a lifetime or whatever, but no matter what it is, like is this an ordained relationship? And so similar to how we met, And even just some things that you had shared afterwards, like, yeah, you know, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing that and I'm seeing, you know, these different pathways happening. I loved just the ability for us to have that conversation without expectation and respect for that, that understanding mutual, because it just shows individually where we are on our path and like just trusting like, okay, Um, and not getting... To Attached to things where it's like, okay, I met this person, they're amazing, now they have to be a part of my life forever and ever. Amen. And what happens so many times, especially in relationships with women, when we stay too long in uh, friendships or relationships or even at jobs, it gets ugly really quick (laughs) like we know that right but then we still have a hard time um, either maturely and intentionally disconnecting or identifying like hey you know whatever we're not praying about it we're not getting clear on it and then we are breaking our own heart when it comes time to to move to the next space or when we've established you know a friendship
1: or relationship that we weren't really supposed to yeah and I think one of the <clears throat> one of the most beautiful things that I've gathered from this journey is is that you know as you evolve and as you grow I think one of the things that I address in myself and it's part of a chapter that I'm writing it's it's like becoming unknown in the process of healing right And you said something that was so key. Where when we started, you know, I told you, like, hey, so I was thinking, I was praying, and I had this vision. And this is what, up until my awareness of this season, this is what I can foresee. And we had a really good intentional conversation behind what I had seen as I prayed and we delved into this journey. And the thing that I've learned that I love the most about this journey that I'm on with God in this season is is that I learned that hard conversations don't have to be hard. Amen. <laughs> because yeah. in that moment... As we're building, you could have said, well, if you're already seeing us splitting apart down the future, then we don't even need to start like our insecurities could have taken the brunt force of what we were leading. But because we both knew that what we knew in this season, aside from what I had seen, was that we were meant to start And just jump, literally, figuratively speaking, off of a cliff and get this thing going. We were obedient to the yes in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a manufactured yes from seeing what we can get out of each other. It was a yes in seeing other women set free on this journey of wholeness. Yes. Yes, Because you have a particular
0: calling on your life, right? that quite literally and probably actually has nothing to do with the calling on my life. And we are clear, and we're in a space where we know what we're being called to do. So how much of a dis, like a distraction, a disservice, and how damaging could it be? If we then decided that something that we know is meant to be a, a piece, of the puzzle, we now made the whole puzzle. And now if it's not the whole puzzle, our emotions are torn apart, we're we're demanding or requiring things of someone else that is just simply not appropriate. And I think it happens so much and it's something that again, it is tied to maybe some past pain, but when we are on our journey to wholeness and we understand like like you said, that was a moment Even for me, it was like, oh, yeah, like where you can acknowledge where you have healed and where you've even grown and evolved because of your response and differences and even just simple understanding. So, sure, it could have been like, uh, oh, if you don't want to be in this for the long. But like, what is the long haul when Mm -hmm. I'm in the season where God is taking me day by day? Yep. I don't even know all of <laughs> what the actual long haul is. So why would I be like, girl, if you're not committed to nine months and, and all of it, like, that's ridiculous. However, what I know is that in this moment, I'm being obedient. Yeah. And, and this is a part of my healing. And I know that it'll be used to help someone else on their journey. And yeah. I don't need to micromanage that. I don't need to control that. I don't need to act like, you know, oh, our voice is going to be the voice of, of healing for eight years. And if it ain't us talking about it, then it ain't. No, like this is what we're called to share. And this is a part of, at least on my journey, being broken open. Yeah. And being broken open has left me so tender on this grief journey That I it's so hard to um, I know we don't like this word like submission, right? Yeah, and and when it comes to um, like intimate, uh, maybe marriage relationship, right? But I feel like I have a different understanding as it pertains to, and and it started with grief, but that moment where I referenced before about that wailing moment, it was like, I was submitting. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was just like, Oh, like, Oh, take it all. Like I was just submitting. And so what happens is there's a freedom in that there's boundaries in that, but there's also this, this lightweight, like maybe that's attached to the freedom piece, but like, I'm just submitted to what I'm being called to do in this moment. Absolutely. There's freedom to pivot. There's freedom to love. There's freedom to say um, goodbye. There's freedom to say "Mm, that's crossing a boundary. Like for me, like similar to your you meet someone, you're like, that's my friend. Oh, my gosh. Even on this faith walk. I had to get corrected because there's people where I'm like, oh, like, okay, whatever. We're both believers, blah, 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 where they help me in this way. They help me in that way. I'm supposed to like call this person my friend and Holy Spirit is like, no, cut it out. You're getting back into like a works kind of thing where you now feel like you owe this person friendship because they were somehow a part of this faith walk that I have you on. That's not true. I will send you destiny helpers, but even some of your destiny helpers will not be permanent. I will send you friends. I will give you the desires of your heart, but some might be permanent. Some might be temporary. Some might be literally for a single moment and nothing else. And you have to stop like hyper attaching yourself to people and giving them labels. But we are built for community, especially women. A thriving community. So everywhere we go, so like, I want to make you part of my community, community, community. And we're attaching ourselves sometimes too
1: quickly. I 100% agree. And I think, you know, um, when we got into this space to talk about what we were talking about, the, the scripture that came to mind was, you know, joy comes in the morning and we have found so much joy and so much reading freedom in our lives in this place of mourning with God, mourning Mm -hmm. the dead weight, mourning the people and the places and the things that we had seen, even relationships that were different, you know, like transitioning and even giving, like you said, people the wrong labels for our lives. And so it's like we are in a season of expedited growth and acceleration, but it's only from this yieldedness, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Where we don't get to... Decide like, oh, this is it or this is, you know, but when we're discovering with God on a deeper level, what it is that he has for us, just like, you know, um, one of the things that comes to mind is you were talking about like attachments and people and just really not finding your value in a person or who you are attached to, but just serving them from a place of knowing that you're serving from a place of love and obedience. And I think that for me has been one of the things that has been very misinterpreted in my life where it's like, I've always served people wholeheartedly and people just didn't understand. So from the outside looking in, it's, it's like, well, you have, you know, a lot of friends or, and I, and I get that a lot, like, oh, well, you have so many friends or you're just so busy that we just didn't feel like we needed to check in on you. And so even learning mm-hmm. To in the grieving process as I'm grieving and I'm hearing these comments, not take offense and push people away or move them out of my life, but to teach them like, hey, I am doing all of these things because there is an assignment and a mandate on my life for me to be in these spaces. But that doesn't make it any less hard for me to go on this journey with God.
0: Yeah. And I think a part of what we're doing or I can only speak for myself is like grief for me has been bottomless. Right. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, when you're, you're at like year three and I'm like, okay, God, is this like, is this my short sure footing? Like, is this a person that can walk with me? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's more of like, okay, I see no bottom to this and I have had people removed I've had people added and then they've been removed and then added and removed and that like that grab yeah is to be like oh is this one person that can stay like lord like help us sister out like can one of them stay like for real (laughs) can we keep it (laughs) can I keep it you know can I keep him can I keep her can I like and so But I really feel like the answer is going to consistently be no until we're okay with not keeping anything. And that's kind of like before I got here, finally, like, okay, I'm not going to leave Texas at least for like six months. I'm not going to do it. That's finally where I got to where I'm like, y'all can come and go at this point. I'm not going to open myself up for heartbreak. I'm not going to open myself up. And by heartbreak, I don't even mean just intimate relationships. I mean friendships. Like, it hurts when maybe you desired someone to be a part of your life and they're just not healthy Mm -hmm. or they're pulling you away and you're like, but, but I just, but it's like, nope." not another correction. You cannot desire any connection, any stability, any friendship, intimate relationship, anything more than you desire that stability, consistency and relationship with me. And so now it's just to the place of contentment, where it's literally I'm just, like, bopping through my day, like, yep, hmm, God is the homie. Like, that's literally, like, my best friend. <laughs> and I'm just good with it. Just not even, if it never manifests in a yeah. physical form, I'm finally okay because I'm content and I'm full and I'm satisfied in that. And I never was before.
1: Yeah, and I think that's so beautiful. Like, you know, like, for a long time, you know, I used to be like, Jesus is my best friend. And it used to be annoying. Like, nobody ever said it was annoying. But I could tell there we no, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like I had to tell myself that every day because when I felt lonely mm-hmm. or when processing with him alone just didn't feel like enough, I had to remind myself that he was my best friend and he had the best interest in my life, uh, you know, for me. And I say all of that to say that in an instant, it's like he took all of those things and brought me into this place of wholeness that I'd never had before. And that I couldn't have encountered without him. And so with all of those things, it was like, okay, God, like you're here and you're listening. And I'm grateful, like I said, for the people that have endured the journey with me. And by endured, I mean, corrected me, heard me, bought me a cookie, (laughs) all of the things. Um, But they're not a replacement for him. Yeah. And I definitely,
0: in full transparency, I don't go around like, God is my best friend. I definitely don't even, like, I feel like I'm even in a season where I'm so isolated. I don't even, like, know where I would even, who I would say that to outside of (laughs) us talking about it in this moment. Like, I don't even have a place to, to declare that outside of my own heart, right? And that's just how potent this particular um, isolation period is. But it's also like the more I'm here, the more I'm able to receive understanding about why that is actually necessary. So then I'm not confused and I actually find safety in it. Right. Where it's like, yo, you don't actually even know. Yeah. You don't know what people's intentions are. You don't know the conversations that have been had behind your back. You're over here. Like, not caping for but like propping people up and these like amazing positions in your life and you don't even know the kind of conversations that are happening in the background so why don't you chill while yes. I go ahead and sweep out all these these spider webs and cobwebs and clear the space for the actual friendships I have intended for you, for the spaces yes. I have for you, but honey, you keep. Have you ever seen that little meme where they always like it's like a small teddy bear, yes. and you're like, "God," and then like God is holding the bigger teddy bear. Somebody else yes. was talking to me about that recently, and I was like, "Wow, that applies to so much." Whether People are talking about their finances, their intimate relationships, friendships, where it's like you want to hold on to things that will actually keep you from walking into the fullness of your calling. And the most high is a gentleman, like he's not going to force you to accept yes. this huge teddy bear. She's like, if that's what you want, but like I'm trying to, but if you would trust me and that's the important shift that took place in this process of grief, yeah, of understanding Abba. Yes. Because then I'm like, oh, like, but you're wise. So maybe I should like listen and kind of see. And then as pieces of me, the broken pieces of me are being broken off. And like you said in the, the last podcast, putting them back together as you see fit. Then my perspective yes. and my vision changes because now I'm moving from a broken perspective And I'm now starting to view things from a healthy perspective. And now I can't even like imagine the things that I was trying to hold on to. And even part of that, like I have personally grieved that where I'm like, thank you, Lord, for renewing me. And now I'm taking a moment of sadness and grief about how much time I wasted, not doing things the right way and chasing after things that were like gross Compa- I mean I don't have sure. another word they're just gross and yeah. they're they're not your will and I'm sad but even in that it was like okay you can be repentant and sad about it
1: but that was a grieving for me where i yeah. like Lord, like I wasted years yeah and you know it's funny how you were talking about like how he sees all of the things and so like you're putting people on this pedestal and then God is like saying like hey I've heard you know I hear all the time like God is hearing conversations that you're not hearing that's why he's removing them from your lives and I'll never forget I had this strange awareness at one point in my journey of healing that people that I was deeply connected to and I you know it was some of those people that I'd be like yeah I'd take a bullet for you but not like just for fakes but like for reals Mm -hmm. and it almost felt like I was at war with them and I didn't understand and I will never forget one night I was in my prayer closet and the Lord said I'm gonna teach you how to honor dishonorable people or people that you may perceive as dishonorable. My goodness. And in this place, um, he showed me the people that I perceived as dishonorable for all of the things that they were doing. And then he showed me them the way that he saw them. And then he said, I want you to love them from this place. And then he took me into this place where it was almost kind of like a board meeting Mm -hmm. and it was a board meeting of friends and relationships and just people in my life and they were having conversations about me you know and they were not good and Mm. i remember you know like hearing the way that they really felt about me And I remember crying, like I remember just weeping and I remember being like, well, why didn't they just tell me that they didn't like the way that I said this? Like, why didn't, like, I thought that we could trust each other. And Mm -hmm. I remember going to him and just weeping and weeping and weeping. And then I had to see them the next day.
0: Yeah, I. I wish and I'm not even going to take time to do it right now but in this last year at some point on my IG I literally did a post and a quote about God teaching me how to honor people who were and have been dishonorable to me Yes, like you are so on point and it is such a part of the journey because I think unwittingly If we don't learn to do that, yeah, that causes us to not complete a cycle of grief that we need to complete. Yeah. And there is a wholeness that needs to take place in us that sometimes we often find, especially as nurturers. Right. Um, I don't care if you're naturally nurturing or not, just our typical disposition. Yeah. And I'll say as humans, because I'm not going to sit here and act like men are not nurturing. They are and they have been and they can be. But as human beings with a full range of emotions, there's a part of us that wants to bring people on our wholeness journey. And if we're at a particular point where, you know, God's taking us through and shaping us through, we don't want to move past that until we pull that person with us. That's not appropriate. And it's not going to happen. It's going to keep you stagnant if you require that this person has to come with me or where you're hoping, where you're praying. Absolutely. That this person's healing journey is at the same time, place and occurrence as yours so that you can move forth together. And that is not always possible.
1: I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, what's crazy is, is that... um, It wasn't long after until like people did begin to tell me like hey like people outside of the people that I had seen like hey this is what I don't appreciate about you or hey like when you say this like it always feels urgent and so I'm not understanding like and I had to like teach them a little bit about myself and be like hey when I say things it's what's at the top of my mind it's not necessarily what goes first and uh, like learning for not to explain myself but like to teach people like how to read me like I had to teach people how to disarm me you know like like Mm. you said earlier like um correction is love and it's gentle but even when it's loving and gentle if you're not disarmed your default will be to defend yourself and so I I I have very valuable people in my life that I had put off from correcting me because I was so, I would always fight them for it, you know? You know. And I had to teach them to disarm me and just be like, hey, when you're needing to correct me, like, I need you to just tell me, like, hey, this is a growing conversation. And then I promise I will do my very best to shut every ounce of self-preservation. Because, <laughs> you know, when you grow up like that, you yeah. know, when I said trauma trained me, it wasn't a facade. You know, we grew up sometimes not having food to eat, sometimes not having a place to leave. And, you know, my choices and my friendship choices weren't the best growing up. And so that yeah. place, it, it, it triggers trauma, you know, when people are like, oh, during the pandemic, I, I became homeless for like a couple of weeks. And when I say homeless, I don't mean like I was living on the street. I meant like I was house sitting. My house was infested with COVID. And then, you know, I had to stay at a friend's house for, you know, a couple more days and they were like but you weren't homeless like we don't understand why it's such a big deal and I had to go ask God God why is this a big deal to me and he said oh sweetie you grew up moving every couple of months because you lost your place to live so this uprooting you from your home that's involuntary just feels that way and so you need to deal with that in order for transition to not feel like this all of the time Mm, that's powerful And so listen to the people in your life that love you enough to ask you the hard questions, but do not engage with the people in your life who want to belittle or minimize your emotions to make themselves feel better. Yeah. So if you were going to wrap
0: up soon, I would love to hear what, I don't know, what's the, the greatest lesson that grief has taught you this far?
1: I would say grief this far has taught me to embrace the journey, and to ride the wave towards healing and destiny. Mm. No, I, I love that. Mm. What about you?
0: <laughs> grief has um, it's taught me to surrender. Yeah. Um, I love your your phrase trauma trained me. And I know that trauma trained me to be in control of the outcomes. And grief has blessed me with the opportunity to understand on a very um, practical, physical and spiritual level to surrender. And Without a shadow of a doubt, I know that I'm a better woman for it. And surrender, just like submission, often has these negative connotations. But the woman that I am becoming and growing into on this journey of healing, growth, grief, all of it, surrender is just like now just a part of it. And it has made me expansive. Absolutely. And so I can be grateful for that, um, that expansion, but that's, that's what grief has taught me. Wow. So we're going to wrap up, um, this episode three of women audaciously. Thank you guys so much for taking this journey with us.
1: Do you want to take us out, Liz? Yes, absolutely. So it would be so amazing if you would like, comment, subscribe, and share this. And if there is a woman in your life that you feel would be deeply impacted by what we've shared today about honoring people who have hurt us and healing in the grief journey that we've been on, we would definitely encourage you to share it. You can fill out a form at bit.ly forward slash women audaciously. And let us know what are some topics you are looking forward to hearing us talk about. And also if there's any testimonies or anything that you want to send to us, we'd love to hear from you. Bye. Bye.